this week on Honey, you should watch this. Susan had me watch Mean Girls. So get in, losers. We're going to discuss it. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome to Honey, You Should Watch This. Holy crap. Two episodes in less than in, a week. I know. I know. We're spoiling our listeners. Um, I think that's okay. All right. Yeah, I think I'll that's allow okay. it. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. So um, if you are new to this podcast, uh, Honey, You Should Watch This is a story of a husband. A lovely lady. Which is this guy. I think he's on this side. And a grumpy dwarf. And a grumpy dwarf. <laughs> and a wife, which would be me. Hi. I said a lovely lady. <laughs> Jeez. Um, we... It's so hard to find good help. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's yeah, hard. Yeah. 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 Difficult. It's difficult. Okay. Um, and we sometimes we share taste in, in most movies and TV, but um, there are times when our taste kind of diverge from each other, and we... Basically, are learning to appreciate each other's taste in movies, to watch movies we, and push ourselves to watch movies that we wouldn't normally choose to watch for ourselves. And I will be honest and say that this week's choice I have actively avoided. Wow. Like, okay, this would be an interesting like discussion. Like if it's going to be on TV, I'm leaving the house <laughs> and the state. And the state. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I guess getting right into it. So th- as Greg said, this week's movie is 2004 Mean Girls, and it will be a spoiler-filled discussion of Mean Girls. Um, oh, we can't do any spoilers. Some, oh. some people haven't seen this yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched it, watch it and listen. And if you haven't watched it, you're probably not gonna. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a movie with adults pretending to be teenagers, um, lots of memorable one-liners, and Rachel McAdams getting hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah she was damn near on Social Security when she filmed this movie, and she was a she was a junior <laughs> in high school. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so do you have a question for me? You usually do at this point. Yes. What do you get me for Christmas? I can't tell you. Oh, okay. Why did you have me watch this? Um, I had you watch this because I knew you, you wouldn't for for one because it's 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 considered like chick flick. Um, yeah, but, but I don't I don't actively avoid chick flicks. I mean, no, I've not watched, usually I've horses, watched, horses, horses, horses. I've watched several yeah. of them with you, and I and <laughs> I have to be honest and say that most of the ones that I've watched that I kind of wanted to see i mm-hmm. liked i've seen a few that were like oh my god please put me out of my misery but <laughs> and there are ones like the notebook that i will not watch no i won't but, watch it either but still, and that's chick, and that was flicks, the same year and that was rachel mcadams as well so chick flicks aren't like you know they don't make me angry mm-hmm. you know so no and it's i think it's, this is a movie um that's very similar to in in the fact that it persists today like this is 2004 and teenagers today still watch this movie and love it and relate to it. Um, so I, I just, 
thought it would probably be important because the, the other thing is, is um, for your other podcast, your co-host, Mike, um, is a big fan of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And we got him the T-shirt with the child on it saying, get in, loser. We're getting cheeky nuggies. Yeah. Um, so I figured you needed to know the origin of what that was. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 I had seen the get in, loser a lot and had no idea it was from yeah. the girls. Yeah. So, you know, and then, you know, it, it's so funny because this movie has really kind of pushed some things into the lexicon and um, extremely memeable, you know, um, why are you so obsessed with me? You it's, go Gillian Coco. It's made some things extremely fetch. Yeah, it's so fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going it's to not happen. It's not happen. Yeah. Um, you can't ask someone where they're white. Um, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. I'm a cool mom. And you can't sit with us. Um, <laughs> just, just to name a few. So I figured uh, it was time. Yes. All right. All right. So Fair enough. What did you think this movie was going to be? Because I know, uh, you know, spoiler alert for the conversation. After we watched it, you said this wasn't at all what I thought this was going to be. So I, I want interested to know what you thought it was going to be. Well, I knew that Tina Fey was associated with the project. I knew that she had written it, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't expect it to be. As close to an episode of Thirty Rock as it was, it, it had. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be like funny. I thought it was yeah. going to be um, a snippy, whiny, bitchy group of girls in high school that were just that made that reminded you of what high school was actually like. You know what I mean? Right. I, I I didn't expect. I didn't expect the one-liners. I didn't expect to have. I, there was just a lot more to it than I expected. It. It's a. It was a deeper movie than I thought it was going to be. Right. I just thought it was going to be three girls making. I thought they were going to be making fun of, and and bashing and, you know, uh, the. You're gonna have to forgive me. I forget the I forget the main character's name. Katie. Katie. That's right. I, Lindsay I, Lohan. I, I, yeah, Let's Lindsay. just say Lindsay. Lohan. Well, that's. <laughs> I, I I I yeah. I'm gonna be referring to the people in this movie by their like real names, not their act. They're not their movie names because I can't remember them all. Right. But I know you know like I know who Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are. So mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be the Rachel McAdams and the Lacey Chabert characters constantly like ruining Lindsay Lohan's life, and right. it was gonna that. But it what it was significantly different than that. Right. And 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 it was. I actually paused the movie at one time because I wanted to see how much more was left because I because because we were about halfway through the movie and I paused it and it was still like forty minutes left and I'm like wow this movie's doing a lot more than I thought it was going to I thought it was going to be one of those movies that has eighty seven minutes because it has to have eighty seven minutes to qualify as a movie so it was uh, not it was it, it, it was it was funnier than I thought it was going to be right. and it was. Better than I thought it was right. going to be. So there you go. Well, uh, Tina Fey um, uh, famously is in her book when she wrote um, oh, Bossy Pants. Bossy Pants, right? Which she, I would like to read sometime. Yeah, um, she does. She, you know, she talks about her daughter and being a, a you know a mom to a girl and things like that. So it, it, this movie she wrote after she read um, Rosalind Wiseman's Queen Bees and Wannabes. So it's basically a book for parents about helping your child navigate this world of um, social hierarchy clicks, you know, girl-on-girl meanness and how to how to really deal with, with people who are being <laughs> girl bullies. Girl-on-girl. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So the uh-huh. fact that it's deeper, there's there's a reason for it, right? And the, and you know they, the plastics have the kind of the archetypal 
um, pieces to those clicks. Um, so it's it's interesting, and every time I watch it, I, you know, and, and and getting ready for this podcast, I actually listen to a lot of Rosalind Wiseman um, lectures and the conversations. And she actually went on to actually write a book of, um, exploring the boys part of it and it's called masterminds and wingmen did she write these when she was first lady rosalind and wiseman what were you thinking rosalind carter yeah <laughs> so that's gonna go that would have gone over so many at least at least, you, at least you pulled it out of the air <laughs> oh boy um and she's she works with the you know she does workshops and she works with teenagers and she kind of updates her information because obviously tech what has happened a lot with bullying is the tech it's leveraged by the technology so what we see in the 2004 movie is obviously using three-way calling and kind of doing the ambush you know that way whereas now you've got more people using you know the internet um to bully as well um so it's it's interesting she kind of she kind of obviously took a lot of license with the story um, and, and all that, but I, I just, you know, think it's, it's, it's an interesting story and it's just, it's so interesting to me how this, uh, movie, even though it's like tech, hello, uh, technologically dated, we had cat just run by the camera, um, technologically dated, um, still kind of keeps a timelessness to it. So yeah, that was, that's what I find the most interesting about how this movie was done and written well she agreed she signed on to write this this was her feature this was her first screenwriting mm -hmm. uh role job and she had pitched the idea to them and when she got halfway through it she thought she, she kind of panicked because she thought she had backed herself into a corner right because she didn't quite know where to go and and because of the book because she was she because she had based it on the book uh, she did this because she was a real life mean girl in high school. Yes, she, she was. She said she was a, a, a yeah. pretty. And you see that she 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 doesn't shy away from that fact because she's got a storyline in in Thirty Rock where she goes back to her high school reunion. Yeah, as Liz Lemon and Liz Le she finds out that everybody thought that she was the bully. And I really think um, not to get ahead of the, the summary and stuff like that, but Janice, Ian in this movie. Um, the girl who befriends Katie when Katie first comes to school, mm -hmm. she's not, you know what I mean? She's she's not immune to this herself. She is a mean girl. Janice Ian is a mean girl. Oh, yeah. And I think that that... Well, she puts the whole plot together to right. ruin the mean girls. So, right. So, so excuse she, me, we'll call them the plastics. But I think that Janice Ian is probably more reflective of the type of bully that Tina Fey was because it, even there's that... Um, that scene where somebody um, makes fun of her hair and says, oh, yeah, uh, where'd you get all that hair to make your wig? And she goes, your mom's chest hair. Your mo oh, <laughs> that was the best line of the movie. That was the best line of the movie. But you can see that that coming out of the mouth of Tina Fey. Um, so that that was the that was a point that I wanted to make. It's yes. just how much that is probably the stand-in for Tina. And, and by the way, that episode where she goes back for her... Uh, her high school reunion on 30 Rock. I want to go to that. That's one of the best episodes of 30 Rock. <laughs> it, absolutely. That episode is so funny. Okay. All right. All right, cool. All right, so, so next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, I'll try to do a, a little bit of a summary. I'm going to steal a lot from Wikipedia, so think, thank you, Wikipedia. I think you should. Okay. So the story um, is focused on 16-year-old Katie Heron. 
um, Katie was uh, brought up by her and homeschooled uh, by her zoologist parents in Africa for most of her life. So this she's uh, her parents get tenure at Northwestern. So she uh, moves to Illinois and she becomes uh, she or, uh, attends high school for the first time in her life. So she is coming in as the audience surrogate, um, you know, completely blind to how social interactions and the world of high school and as we come to know of it um, and this is Rosalind Wiseman's term too girl world works um, so she shows up at school she's very socially awkward um, she does get taken uh, under the wing of uh, as we said Janice Ian who's kind of this emo-ish um, you know non going with the flow uh, girl um, and her friend Damien, um, who uh, Janice calls too gay to function. Um, and they kind of school her on uh, the different cliques in the school. Um, and they warn her to stay away from the plastics. Um, and the plastics are led by Regina George, who is the queen bee. Um, and uh, she has her number two, Gretchen Wieners, who is uh, one of the richest girls in school because her dad invented toaster strudel. Um, and then we have Karen Smith, who's not too bright on the uptake. Um, I think that might be an understatement. <laughs> so, um, and we learn later on that Regina and Janice used to be very best friends um, when they were growing up. And obviously there was a, a, a split because when Regina started dating boys, Janice got upset because she didn't want to hang out anymore. And there was um, a lot of meanness that ensued, which is where it's the worst in the seventh and the eighth grade. Um, so uh, the plastics do take an interest in Katie because Katie is very pretty. Um, and uh, one of the guys that uh, Regina, uh, Regina's friend, um, oh my God, I'll just kind of call her, it's Gretchen Wieners, but we'll call her Lacey Chabert. Um, the Lacey Chabert's character is interested in, um, hits on her right in front of the plastics. So they kind of dispose of him and have her sit down under the guise of their protecting her uh and regina invites her to eat lunch with them for the rest of the week um and janice thinks this is a great idea because she wants to learn the dirt on what's going on with the plastics um so she um i won't say encourages she pushes katie into doing this um, and they basically try to learn what's going on on that side to see if they, because Janice wants to take Regina George down. She has a personal vendetta. So uh, Katie learns um, that um, even though she sometimes thinks Regina is nice, that there's obviously um, very covert mean things that they do. Um, one being the burn book, which is their scrapbook, where they keep all the secrets and all the rumors about all the girls in the school. Um, but, uh, as Katie becomes more and more entrenched in the plastics, she starts more and more to become one of them, even though, um, she has taken it on her, um, herself personally after, uh, she has a crush on, um, oh, what's the name of the guy that she likes? It's Regina's ex-boyfriend. Uh, let me find out here. Hold on. Sorry. Um, do, 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 Jason, Damien. Okay. Um, so she's, she basically has a crush on Regina's ex, who's a senior. Um, and Regina finds out. And of course she wants to kind of squash that, um, 
so she says she's going to talk to him and she ends up um, getting back together with him. So that makes Katie really mad. So they decide to um, basically uh, take her down um, by getting rid of all her dictator resources, which is her, um, her, her technically good physique, um, her army of skanks, um, and the boyfriend, right? Because the boyfriend is a good part of her cult personality because he's a nice guy. Everybody likes him. So by association, if she's with him, that makes her, even though she's mean, acceptable. Um, so they do what they can, uh, not often well, to try to sabotage her. Um, and once they start, Katie starts getting a little bit more savvy into girl world. She starts to, um, p- you know, put plans together that are going to cause cracks in um, Regina's facade. Uh, number one is um, she starts giving her these calteen bars to help her gain weight telling her that they're going to make her lose weight because oh my god she needs to lose three pounds right um and uh she also um takes uh gretchen as her number two and kind of gets her to crack by making her think that regina is against her and Regina's always kind of uh, mean to um the lacey shabir character as well um and uh she also uh, starts, uh, oh, it's Aaron Samuels, that's the name of the boyfriend. So she also starts to um, get closer to Aaron Samuels and is trying to uh, take him away from her. Um, and she's seeing, uh, Regina is seeing somebody else on the sly because she's really just seeing Aaron for, uh, A, to keep control of Katie and B, you know, for looks. And um, so she tries to get uh, her, t- uh, him to walk in on them while they're screwing around. So, um as things progress, um, things do come to a head, um, and uh, we get a, a really, really wild ending uh, toward the end where we have get uh, Regina George um, getting hit by the bus um, and everything kind of coming to a close where everybody is uh, now in a nice little utopia, which is a little strange, but... <laughs> We'll explain more about that later. It's, but. Not, it's not a utopia. It's just what high schools actually are. No, yeah. That's that's how high I schools mean, are. We'll we'll talk a little bit about where you know Regina kind of, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, rehabilitates herself right. a little bit, and uh, everybody kind of gets into their own groove, and and uh, the plastics uh, rule has been. Okay. Ended. Great. All right. Sorry. So that was a little rambly. Sorry about that. A little bit. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was two and a half minutes shorter than the actual movie. Oh, <laughs> so mean. Mean boy. He's a mean boy. Okay. So the cast, obviously, is Lindsay Lohan. If, if you've been living under a rock. <laughs> like she does now. Yeah. <laughs> Cassis has Lindsay Lohan as Katie Heron, Rachel McAdams as Regina George, Lisa Sabera as Gretchen Wieners, Amanda Seyfried as Karen Smith, uh, Lizzie Kaplan as Janice Ian, uh, Daniel Frenze as Damien, and uh, Jonathan Bennett as Aaron Samuels. Um, it also uh, features Tina Fey and Tim, oh my God, Meadows uh, as well. So Who I freaking love. Yeah, I love him too. So this was this was Lindsay's first non-Disney movie. Yes, and she originally um, wanted the role of Regina George. Yes, they, uh, they were going to do that. And, right. they, and she was cast as Regina, but she decided to play the nice girl 
so that the public would not base her personality, her real personality, Regina's. Rachel McAdams was chosen to play the mean girl, Regina George, because only nice girls can play mean girls, according to the producer. And Regina George wanted to be the Katie character. Our, our Rachel McAdams yes. originally went for the the um, the Katie character. Um, the Aaron Samuels uh, character, um, they were originally considering James Franco. Mm-hmm. But she liked uh, Aaron Samuels because he looked like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> so Tina, Tina picked him. Tina, you got a little bit of a crush on Jimmy? Yeah, I'm sure she does. All right. Um, All right. Uh, Janice Ian was named uh, Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan, who played Janice Ian, was right. named uh, as a homage to the musician Janice Ian, the first Saturday Night Live musical guest. Oh, nice. Alongside Billy Preston. Ian's song, At 17, can be heard playing in the background. When the girls are fighting at Regina's house, other characters bullying Kaplan's character persistently call her a lesbian throughout the movie. The real Janice Ian is openly gay. Yeah. Um, which, was a, have... which was a fun play on words at the end. About yeah. How she was a lesbian the whole movie. Then you find out she's Lebanese. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I, I'm, I can feel that. Um, I have... Um, a lot of problems with the Janice Ian character and and how they end it, right? Because Janice, um, I, I kind of feel like there is no... The, hello. The, the cat wants to get in the window, but we have to close the window. Otherwise, people see this... Cat brutally, ass? Yeah, no, brutally <laughs> bright section in the camera because of how I have the, 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 the studio set up. So I have to drop the shades and now he's trying to figure out <laughs> why can't I go where I want to go? So I'll just go over here. Okay. <laughs> so you have, sorry, you have you have issues with the Janice Ian character. I do have issues with the Janice Ian character. I, I kind of feel like, you know, she's not a good friend to Katie. She's not a friend to Katie at all, right? But they play it up that she is, and especially at the end, because, I mean, she doesn't really care at all about Katie, right? Katie's just a pawn. And even when they're kind of friends, she's she's one of those mean friends, right? That she's like frenemy kind of a deal, right? Where she's <laughs> I, I don't even know if I, I, I let's start let's start off by saying that the writing for this movie, as far as the way the characters were written and the mm-hmm. and the and is is really, really smart. Because that is how high school is. Yes, they made some jokes and they, right. they took it to extremes. But in high school, you're not really you're not grown up enough or mature enough to understand right. how society works. You don't, let's be honest, no no 17-year-old should be making decisions about how a planet or a country or, or a household should be run because they don't get it. Right. You're right. Janice Ian is not a good friend to, 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 um, to no. Katie. No, and even at the end, it's just like, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's all right. Because she found someone that she liked, but the second that she was able to use her as a tool to get what she wanted... Now, Katie was supposed to be her servant, just like Gretchen is Regina's servant. Right. That's exactly right. that's exactly how it was. You had literally the two cliques fighting against each other, and they were they were mirror images. Right. Go right. Um, the only good friend that I would say a character that is probably a good friend in this is is Karen. Right. Because Karen's there. Like Karen and which one is Karen? Amanda Seyfried? Yeah, yeah. Karen. Karen. Well, and, she was too stupid to not be there. Well, she's yeah, she was stupid, but she, you know what I mean. But I think her and Gretchen. There's a thirty percent chance it's raining right now. It's six now. It's sixty-eight <laughs> degrees, and there's a thirty percent chance that it may already be raining. Um, 
Oh, so good. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but she and and um, re- uh, Gretchen do kind of look out for each other, right? Because like Gretchen is kind of telling her, "No, you can't be making out with your cousin. That's not your, you know your understanding of this is totally wrong. You need to stop this." And even when Regina, not Regina, uh, Gretchen makes her fatal. You know when they they have a scene um, where after uh, Regina decides to burn the world down um, by distributing pages of the burn book um, to make it think like the other three parts of the plastics were in on the burn book, but she was not. Um, they basically take all the girls and they're trying to get them to you know make their amends and make their apologies. So Regina, um, Regina, I keep calling her Regina. Gretchen is like, I'm sorry that I'm so popular kind of a thing. And everybody steps back because they're doing trust falls after they do their apologies. And the only one there for her is Karen. <laughs> yeah. And they get smushed. Um, let's talk a little bit about Regina, though. Okay. Okay. So obviously she is, even though Katie's the main character, Regina is the star of the show. Yeah. Um, but she is... Um, kind of a good example of what happens to kids when they are given no boundaries because, um, you know, uh, we have Amy Poehler playing her mom, right? And she does this brilliantly, right? Yeah, well, you duh. know, where she's Amy Poehler, she's the cool mom, right? Um, so you, you know, you find out that she's got <laughs> who was actually only eight years older than, than I Rachel know, McAdams. Like, <laughs> let's try Lindsay Lohan was 18 when she made this, oh, Rachel McAdams was seven. Seven years she was, older. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan was 18 when she made this. Rachel McAdams was 26. And then 35, is that what Amy Poehler was? She'd have been, 30, she'd have been uh, 33. 33. Okay. Oof. Okay. Um, but basically, you've got a girl with no real out, uh, outlet, no real purpose. Like, she has no interests, really, that she's, you know cares about um you know you find out that um she made her parents switch rooms with her so she's in the master suite which is like that's nuts um so the only thing she's really gotten and her mom just doesn't like she encourages a lot of things and, and basically she's her own kind of wannabe to Regina like she wants to be part of these girls you know click she wants to be their friend which you can't be as a parent um so, you know, she is kind of living up to her queen beeness, and that's all she has, right? That's all she has. She has to protect it. Um, and being that is actually quite confining in and of itself because you have to live up to these expectations, right? Fair. And, and you know, heavy is the head that wears a crown kind of a deal. Like, you've got to stay on top. Um, and that means tightly controlling those around you um, is very much like a dictatorship. So... Um, I think that they did a, a a good job of of exploring that without going to you know after school drama with it and keeping it you know funny we, but still kind of showing that this is not the way to be raising your kids. Well, the whole co- <laughs> the whole thing about how um, are there alcohol in these? Oh no, dear no, you I, you never do that. But I mean, if I'm you do want some, I can, if you yeah. do want some, I can get you some because I'd rather have you drink it here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's so wishy-washy. They got the five-year-old or the six-year-old in the living room yeah. twerking. Jeez. <laughs> Just, 
yeah. yeah, it's 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 painful to watch. It's really painful to watch. And she's she's encouraging like the the scene where um, it's Halloween. And, you know, they explain that it's like the only time of the year where you can dress slutty and it's okay. And Regina comes out with her little Playboy Bunny kind of a deal on. And the mom's like, oh, you look so great. And she's taking pictures. And the father's like, oh, my God. Yeah, the father's <laughs> literally looking, figuring out who he's going to have to shoot with the shotgun that he's oiled up in the in the closet. Yeah. Uh, she also had the scene where she came into the bedroom and Regina and uh, Aaron were, ma- were making out. And she's like, can I get you guys anything? You know, such and such condoms. Oh, my God, you're so cute. Yeah. And she's backing out. I'm like, Jesus, lady. There's an actual part of that scene that got cut where she backs out and she backs in and she's got a camera. Uh, there was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of things that got cut because they wanted the PG-13 rating. Right. Which is kind of, you know, funny, but... It what's funny to me, and I, I think having to do, I have a cat paw on my foot right now, so if I scream, it's because. Hold on a second. Why are you so obsessed with me? She says, "Hold on a second, as I have the cup in my mouth, so that I can <laughs> properly vamp by spitting Diet Pepsi everywhere." Oh well, or it's not going to be that kind of a recording. I see. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I I did like the first time I saw this. You know, her Regina's bullying, um, except toward the end, right? There's not a lot of outright her being mean in front of a large audience. No, there's it's and she's never mean in front of a large audience. She's only mean in front of her peers or the the, the her, plastics. Her plastics, yeah. So it's um so it's like why are why are people so scared of her? But I'm thinking that she probably, in in doing the research on it and listening to a lot of um, Rosalind, um, uh, her her lectures, um, it's the seventh and the eighth grade where um, the bullying, be, like the apex of some of that bullying behavior occurs, where it's a little bit more, uh, it's less covert. Um, and I, you know, I've seen that, obviously, you know, I think we all have, if we've been through that time in our lives, but high school, she's just much more savvy, right. About showing that direct meanness, except at the end, you know, when she makes that little dig about, you know, it's Janice's dream come true, diving into a pile of girls kind of a, a thing. That's the first time you really see her being that out in the open about her meanness. Um, so it's really, you know what I mean? I, I, I I didn't get it the first time, but I kind of picked it up afterwards. That okay, wait a minute. This is <laughs> this is why people are so yeah. But that's more her, that's more know? true to life. There's not. I mean, even though there is a lot of bullying that goes on in high schools, it's not a lot of uh, it's not about a lot of bullying with girls. I would imagine I, maybe with boys because there were a couple that I knew of in high school, but there were that went around you know just pushing people and being being open. You know, it was no. more. It was more about wit, that whisper in the ear to the right person that such and such, and then you know he's right. cheating on you. That crap. Yeah. So it's right, and it's like it's a sabotage. It's, it's much more um, complex and and definitely covert. Um, I was reading an article, and I'll I'll put a link um, in the show notes uh, to this article where uh, a journalist was um, uh, basically uh, kind of shadowing um, Rosalind Weissman and interviewing her and interviewing um, some of the students that she works with. And this is before the book came out that she did this um, kind of interview. And um, a lot of the things that you see in the movie are things that she, when she interviews a a few of the people that are on kind of Rosalind Weissman's um, 
she she uses uh, or she uses the girls and the students and they become her kind of her, her advisory group. I mean, it's not verbatim, but it's very similar to the like one girl did have a click and the rules were, you know, you can only wear jeans on Fridays. You know, Monday is fancy day. Right. So you're either going to wear black pants or you're going to wear a skirt. Because um, you've got to remind everybody after the weekend that you are cute, right? <laughs> and so there's a lot of like rules about you go to, you know, they uh, they all meet together and they decide which parties they're going to, right? And they um, you can't get drunk at a party because you don't want uh, you don't want to get sloppy because one girl's behavior reflects all of us, and and so it's oh yeah, it's really, and you're underage, right? <laughs> That too. Um, but uh, basically, so a lot of the things that you're seeing in the film are things that do happen. Like they talked about whether or not that the that kind of three-way, four-way um, uh, group talk, you know, three-way calling, four-way calling, uh, sabotage happens. And it, you know, it did, it does. And so it's, it's really more about, they, there's a, a type of bully or, or part of in the Queen Bee's clique um, which Regina kind of is the enforcer, right? She she keeps the rules. She tells, you know, she's the one who's telling Katie, Katie who is a ruler. She's very, very, but she's also what they call the banker, which is she finds out information about people and then she's got this kind of store of information that if something comes up that they've got information and they've got the, the dirt on somebody. So it's kind of a, a situation of control. Okay. Just so you know that it's not coming out of nowhere. A lot of that um, behavior that you're seeing in this movie. The whole movie, I knew, I knew, I knew Gretchen's voice from somewhere. Okay. And I didn't catch it until I actually found out the actress's name. Okay. You know what one of her first gigs was? She was the first Meg on Family Guy. Oh, that's right. Lacey Chabert was right. the original Meg, and she she quit to go to college. And she also is the here, I got to find it in my notes. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's character, Katie Heron, spent most of her life in actor in Africa as her parents were zoologists. This is remarkably similar to the premise of the Nickelodeon, the Nicktoon, the Wild Thornberries. Thor Lacey Chabert. Voice that show's main character, Eliza. Oh, get out! Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, <laughs> what was one of the other things? Who who was the mom? Uh, Katie's mom was. Um, Katie's mom was. Um, from she was from Saturday Night Live. She was from Saturday Night Live. I can't think of her name. She did the Mar Martha Stewart. Yeah. Uh, character. She graduated from Northwestern. Oh, did she? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why. That's where she got ten t tenure there. <laughs> oh, what, oh, that's gonna drive me crazy that I don't know her name now. No, it'll come up. We'll look it at will. it at a break. No, it'll it'll just it'll come up. <laughs> I can look if you wanted to vamp. Nope, don't want to vamp. Okay, that's uh, fine. well, you, you <laughs> I'm not a vamping machine. You God, should be. <laughs> Tina Fey actually, when she wrote this, she actually created backstories for all of the characters. Oh really? And told all of the actors that if they have any questions about the actor, the the character, that if the, she could, they could come to her and she could yeah. fill in the blanks for them. It's Anna Gasteyer, by the way. Anna Gasteyer, there it is. I see that. Neil Flynn played the dad. Yeah, which that's is... <laughs> that's the name that's always on the tip of your tongue, Gasteyer. Well, Neil Flynn was had done Scrubs at that time, hadn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Scrubs was. 
Um, and I, I, I thought that I had put the words down for it, but I didn't. I forgot. Um, I'm going to have to look them up at break because they're hysterical. Um, Tina and Amy coached, uh, his name is Rajiv Surindra, and he was the mathlete on yeah. how to rap for his uh, talent show. They, they, they did? Yeah, they coached him on his rap. That's just, that does not seem likely. It, well, yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it does 100% because it, how many times have you seen Amy Poehler and, and Tina Fey do a rap that was horrible? There was, uh, yeah. there was a couple things that were noted uh, for the rating um, when they first, when he first met the guy, was hitting on Katie in front of the plastics. He asked her if her muffin was buttered. If his muffin was buttered, would he like it? Your, it, yeah. it was supposed to be, "Is your cherry popped?" Whoop. Yeah. So yeah, they changed that, and it went went from made out with a hot dog. It went to that from masturbated with Real a hot, hot dog. dog yeah. yeah. Uh, and there were several other things like right. like with the camera, and uh, mm-hmm. there were a couple of things that they had cut back. Yeah. Uh, originally, the scene where at the party where Katie walks in on Gretchen and the 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 guy that she was with, right? She was uh, giving him oral. Oh, God. it wasn't like right. gross or obscene, but it was obvious what she was doing. So they cut that out. They changed that to just a yeah. kiss. Yeah. Um, as with most early aughts movies and humor, and sometimes as with Tina Fey, um, you know the the one. I think they did a good job of trying to cut out the humor that doesn't age well. The one that kind of stayed in was the faculty member that had the relationships with the two Asian <laughs> click girls. That was coach back away from the underage girls. Oh my god, <laughs> not cool! Like, ha ha! Isn't that funny? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> not funny at all. I did Sorry. not leave the South Side for this. <laughs> Tim Meadows. Uh, he ha- um, had himself a damn baseball bat right there in the office. About ready well, to that get, was, yeah. About ready to get busy. Uh, but that was that was funny because that's what, that's not Coach Carter. Who's the, what was the name of that principal movie that? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Was it Samuel L. Jackson or was it that Morgan was, Freeman? That was Coach Carter. That yeah. was Coach Carter. I okay. think so, yeah. Um. You commented on his um, problem with uh, carpal tunnel and him wearing the the uh, cast mm-hmm. the entire time. He he actually had broken his hand right before, before filming, filming so they, they they added the carpal tunnel. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and scratch that off. Okay, <laughs> he is so funny. The chest, I, he is. He cracks me up. The chest hair line I thought was great, but this this exchange also made me chuckle when I heard it because I feel the exact same way. Mr. Duval, her name is Katie, Katie Heron. Where are you, Katie? And I, I think he called her Caddy. Caddy, yeah. Her name is Caddy, Caddie Heron. Where are you, Caddy? She says, That's me. It's pronounced like Katie. And he says, My apologies. I have a nephew named Anthony, and I know how mad he gets when I call him Anthony. <laughs> Almost as mad as I get when I think about the fact that my sister named him Anthony. <laughs> Absolutely. I, right, I, I, I realized right there. Because that's obviously at the very beginning of the movie that I was probably going to enjoy this movie, <laughs> just because that type of writing and those type of comics cracked me up. The other one that I loved that was my third, my second favorite line, third favorite line was when the short girl. There's a there's a line when they're in the uh, locker room, mm-hmm. and uh, they're in the girls' bathroom, and the short girl says to to Damien, "Hey, get out of here!" And he goes, "Oh my God, Danny DeVito, I love your work." <laughs> I do love Damien in this movie. Yeah, he's good in this movie. He's really good. good. Um, It's funny. If you had to pick a character to hang out with in this film, not the faculty, but the students, 
<laughs> would you pick? Oh God! Not I as don't... an adult. I mean, as another teenager, but. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I I, I that. Uh... I mean, you'd probably hang out with Kevin. Wasn't Kevin the like the mathlete guy? <laughs> I just see it. I just picture it. The fuck does that mean? I I don't know. I think you just had you know, similar vibes. That's all. Well, in high school, even though I was an athlete, I played. I hung out with the band geeks because mm. they were they weren't even a factor in this movie. No, they weren't. Uh, the the I was really into music. That was my clique, but that was also where. Those were my people that I that I, that I got. I mean, right. we 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 hung out together. The athletes, even though I was an athlete, I didn't like them because right. they were stuck up and you know. So I don't know. I would probably. I don't know. I. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd probably hang out with Miss Norberry because <laughs> in the movie she needed a man. Just as we said how not funny it was that they were like, ha No, no, it would have been consensual. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you were it's a teenager. It's it's no, it's not. It's different when it's an underage guy. It's totally, it's no. totally different. No, it's not. No, it's totally 100% Believe me, different. Um, where we live in Florida, there has been some famous <laughs> women who went to jail because of that. Um, so <laughs> I would probably hang out with Damien. Damien seems like a fun guy. He was fun. His it, uh, his get. I want my. I want my pink shirt back. That line. <laughs> he had lived that. He, he, he had, had lived, lived that. He had lived a lot of lines because everybody remembers you googling Coco. That he he when they're when he's hanging out handing out the the candy cane. Just four four for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. And people quote that all the time. <laughs> well, that is um a reference to one of um Tina Fey's friends. Glenn Coco. Yes, that was that was the name, and they weren't able to get her on screen, but they they used that name. Also, I liked when he said, "Oh, none for you, Gretchen." <laughs> none for Gretchen Wieners. Yep, Dude, <laughs> makes an announcement that there's none. So, but even like the song, the the whole scene because they have that. Um, you know, I'd promised you when we first talked about it because you said there's you know no Halloween. You know, first I had mentioned it before Halloween, and when we never got around to watching this or recording it around Halloween, but I said that there was Halloween and Christmas thing in it. So in the, um, I think it's hysterical his performance in uh, in the uh, talent show, right? Because that's the famous one where all the girls are in their little Santa suits and all that stuff, um, and he's getting booed and stuff like that. So he picks up the, sh- the shoe that gets thrown at him and just whips it back at the guy. <laughs> I mean, Damien knows who he is, and that's yeah. what I really when like he, about that character. When he sang that, there was actually only one person in the audience. Oh, really? Yeah, his mom. Okay. He, he was the only only person. He uh, he came out, actually, actually he came out uh, a couple years after this movie. Uh, so he wasn't, you know... Right. Playing a role that was too far from the tree for him, I mean, he, but he did a good he did a really good job. Oh my God, Danny DeVito! <laughs> I love your work. <laughs> I knew I know it may look like I was being a bitch, but that's only because I was acting like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of really good lines in this movie, and I was it really I was really surprised. It I mean, first of all, I had no idea that this was a Saturday Night Live movie because mm-hmm. because. Everybody's like, "Oh, there's no characters from Saturday Night Live." If Lauren Michaels produces a movie, it's Saturday. It's a Saturday Night Live movie. That's as far as I'm concerned because it, there's a, the heavy Saturday Night Live influences in this with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and Anna Gasteyer and Tim Meadows. 
Um, so I, I, I had no idea. That's probably the reason that it was such a success because it had that following. But I mean, it deserves to be a popular movie because it was it was good. It was mm-hmm. uh, there was some really good jokes. Where's Katie? She went out. She's grounded. Are they not supposed to do that when they're grounded? <laughs> Wish I had that, Dad. There is a deleted scene where she and her mom, uh, Katie and her mom, are are shopping um, for her dress for the dance, uh, the spring fling. And uh, she grabs a pair of high heels and she says, Mom, these are really cute. I want these. And all of a sudden in the conversation, you're getting these these captions underneath what they're saying. That's kind of what they really want to say. So the mother says, well, what about these saying, nope, those are too slutty. Don't like those. And she said, I really don't like those. And it's very similar. She's like, Mom, what do you want me to be like a virgin for the rest of my life or something like that? So. Um, but as they're having this argument, the father comes up and he goes, anybody want any ice cream? <laughs> and what was his translation? I don't anybody want any ice cream? Ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been good. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's a lot, like you said, that, that there's a lot of uh, things that they cut out and stuff like that. The one thing that they they did, because this was like obviously after the um, the talent show, thing and and regina finally kind of snaps on um gretchen about stop trying to make fetch happen um so when they decided that uh they were going to sabotage her with the calteen bars um the the deleted scene is um katie comes in with them the next day and janice is like well wait a minute though how are we going to trick her because she's obviously gonna she's got to weigh herself like every 20 minutes so how do we keep her from realizing that she's gaining gaining weight you know um so damien's like well i went to fat camp and this is how we used to 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 kind of rig the system so they show her uh they cut to a scene where she's in regina's room and she's in the the master bathroom and she's doing what she's tying a couple of things together in the scale to keep it on the weight that she wants uh that that regina wants and as she's doing it, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a makeover on you and blah, 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 blah. And we're, um, oh, my God. Uh, Lacey Chabert is like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's You're going to look so f- uh, knobby. You're going to look. <laughs> she keeps trying to make something else happen. Oh, That's the fr- <laughs> so, Knobby? Knobby. Right. Yeah. She's like obsessed with like English slang for some reason. But. So the term, so since you said that, the slang term fetch, short for fetching, yep. was invented by Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to use an expression teenagers actually use because she didn't want it to become dated. Yeah, so that's very literate. similar to yeah. Heather's, right? Yes, very um, similar to very Heather's. Very similar to Heather's. Um, it's funny, too, because... I watched, I watched that movie, too, guys. Yeah, I made him watch that movie. Um she um uh, even these to this day like i think it was at target a couple of weeks ago and there was a in the christmas section where they have the christmas t-shirts and pajamas and stuff like that they had a t-shirt with the girls in their santa suits from mean girls and says it says christmas is so fetch so uh, still making money yeah of course all the mean girls get in losers we're gonna get chicken nuggies so yeah <laughs> what, what else would you like to talk about here I don't know. I mean, we've got a lot as far as um, oh, this. You know, we can talk about. I guess you know what what happens at the end of this movie because really, um, you know, you get to a point where Katie is um, 
almost too far gone with the plastics, right? Because she's becoming a little self-obsessed. She, she, she's not becoming. She is. She is, she is a plastic. Yeah, she's, she's self-obsessed. And once they finally um, get to the point where they... I, I'm not saying um, overthrow Regina, but it's the scene where um, Gretchen finally loses her shit um, on him and she, or on her because she's wearing sweatpants and telling her that she can't sit with them because it's not Friday and she's wearing sweatpants. And, um, you know, you can't sit with us! Um, and then they try to turn Katie into their queen bee, right? Because they are followers. They don't know how to do anything else. Yep. Um, so they have the party. She's trying to win over Aaron Samuels. Regina finds out about all the sabotage, and that's when the burn book comes into play. Um, at the apex of all of this, when they're arguing, hello, Kitty, um, we have um, the confrontation scene out front, and Regina's yelling at her, and then all of a sudden, boom, gets hit by a bus. <laughs> you got a little guy in the background trying to get in the window. Poor kitty. Yeah. Poor keep, kitten. Keep going. Anyway, so um, obviously they show her in like a spinal cage. Is that what they're called? What are I they? have no idea what um, it's called, actually. <laughs> um, and she's just as popular as ever because she got hit by the bus because now the rumors are, you know, she got pushed. Uh, <laughs> so Katie's really popular because she pushed Regina. Regina's really popular because she got hit by the bus. Um. There's a scene that got cut where um, Katie um, goes to the girls' room when she arrives at the dance, right? Because she goes and does the mathletes thing and kind of becomes a little bit more of herself again because that's something she's really, math is something she's really good at. Um, and she's been suppressing that and suppressing who she is to try to get it fit in with these cool girls and also try to make the boy like her because she's pretending to be not good at math so she, he can tutor her and all that. Um, and so there's a scene where she's in the bathroom and she turns around and Regina's there and they have a conversation. Um, and Katie apologizes and Regina it, it kind of accepts and stuff like that. So they don't show that whole reconciliation that happens long before um, she does the whole speech after she wins. Uh, Katie wins spring fling queen and kind of breaks the tiara, therefore breaking the the cycle of queen bee beatum and shares the popularity or the tr with everybody and i love damien's response when he catches a piece of the tr <laughs> i can't remember what he says i know what he says but he gets so excited <laughs> um so that was it's it's interesting um i think it would have changed the 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 beat of that scene had they left it in but it was just interesting that they had that little moment between Regina and Katie um, originally scripted in. Yeah, they probably should have left that because I don't think that you I, – I, I just think that they probably should have left it. But, you know, yeah, who am I? But I, th I don't know. It's, I think the emotional weight of that scene was enough to, to kind of heal what they had to heal. Let's talk about that. She got hit by a bus part. <laughs> she this got was, hit by a bus. This was the part of the movie – that I was like, <sighs> I understand why they did it because it's funny when someone you don't like gets hit by a bus, right? And everybody says that. What if he gets yeah. hit by a bus tomorrow? Uh oh, hold on, one minute. First of all, get out of there. Come on. It's a school zone, right? So 
that bus should have been doing like 10 miles an hour. Secondly, it's sorry. There's no need. There's buses. Those buses don't run through school zones. Third, she got hit by a bus. But and she was back at school like two days later. <laughs> right? It was like three days after the party that she got she got in, in trouble for. So, all right, I get it. You had to wrap things up. Yeah, she'd have, she'd have been in the hospital for like six months. Well, you know what? And it's that's all right. I call bullshit. I'll let it <laughs> it is. Go. It is. But you've got to. You've got to think because there's parts of this where you're seeing Katie's point of view um, of experiencing this world for the first time right so you have these point of view scenes where the kids are acting like you know monkeys at the fountain at the mall or yeah things like that where you um can accept that because you think it's like a a product of katie's imagination Mm -hmm. so when she gets hit by the bus like that you almost think for a split second that's just katie that's what i thought i thought it was originally (laughs) and then they continue with and i was like um she's dead (laughs) <laughs> she would have been dead oh <laughs> uh, yeah a lot she would have been dead a lot <laughs> whole lot of dead uh i i do like the end i, I thought that the end was accurate and the reason that i said that I, I touched on it earlier you have clicks in high school it's it's mm-hmm. never people are like oh you shouldn't have that, that that's never going to change it's never going to change because not everybody hangs out with everybody because not everybody likes everybody right and you gravitate to what you are good at and what attracts you to other people like i said earlier the band geeks or the jocks or the mathletes right they 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 are they do that because they do things together they they see each other all the time so mm-hmm. it's it's that comfortable that com- that that you're in your you're in your own element in your zone yeah so right. the fact that you knew katie was never going to be a plastic right. anymore because she realized that she wasn't a plastic when she won state the state math competition right and the fact that they acknowledged that they gave a shit about each other right but they didn't necessarily need to hang out with each other is pretty much exactly what high school is and the anger in high school is because kids want to be in a group maybe that they're not in which right well just be happy with what you got well adolescence and teenage being an adolescent and a teenager teenager it's it's a it's a confusing time. It's a frustrating time. And then you add all these other pressures on it because you feel like you're not in control of your life. Um, You want to be an adult, but you can't be an adult because you're, you're just, you think you're there, but you're not there. You want to be an adult, but you can't pay any of the bills. So you're not in charge. (laughs) And, you know, for girls, you know, from a, from a female point of view, um, you know, showing aggression and showing anger, if you're angry about something, isn't really, acceptable right guys can kind of get away with that aggression you went to but the girls i went to school with had zero problem showing you they were angry (laughs) well you shouldn't have done it whatever you did wrong um wasn't it me (laughs) um i was a saint yeah right um i think it's just perfect you know they they talk a lot in in rosalind wiseman's book about relational aggression right so it's it's basically more subverted right it's it's so to to channel that you know or channel your feelings and channel your frustrations about the way things are in life and not being able to cope with it i mean that what they show at the end was you know when she was in physical therapy she was kind of encouraged to 
be part of sports to get that anger out. Because, again, her and Janice are really good foils for each other because they're both angry girls. They're very angry mm-hmm. girls. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she became like this top-notch lacrosse player, which was extremely funny. Well, I mean, she would be better at lacrosse. She was 10 years older than anybody on the other teams. Right, you right, know? I right. Mean... <laughs> there you go. I had no idea that Rachel McAdams was in this movie. I had zero idea. I thought I thought that when I saw her in Wedding Crashes that that was like the first time she'd ever been in a movie. No, I I tried, you know, I, I didn't have time, but I right. did a real quick um Well, it was because I'd never seen oh, pardon <laughs> me, I'd never seen her Excuse movies. Me. So I you know what, I've never I'd never watched a notebook or I'd never watched Mean Girls or any of her movies. I had no idea that she was this big star, which I guess makes sense for the Wedding Crashers to be in a movie like that. So Yeah, she um she, her hair in this movie is not her hair. No. That's a wig. Of course it is. So, uh, Which character was Karen Smith? Was that Amanda Seyfried? That was America Seyfried. Scarlett Johansson auditioned for that role. I could see her doing that role. I could, but I think I think Seyfried has the right... Oh, my God. She was hysterical. Yeah, she was. She really was. <laughs> now, she was the world, the woman that was in Ted 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My precious. The one they, the one they kept making fun of to look like Gollum. Yeah. Because <laughs> those big old eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, did you want to take a break and then we could kind of come back and do the rest, or do you have more you want to talk about? Uh, I think a break sounds good. Okay. Hi. Hi. We're back. Yep. Yay us. Yay we're us. Back. You know, you were talking about the the hit with the bus and it kind of taking you out of it and stuff like that. Um, obviously, this was two thousand four. Um, 30 Rock does not come on the scene until about two thousand six, but there is a lot of stylistic humor in this movie that that really you is picked Tina. up again in, in like 30 rock the you things can tell that Tina they do. wrote it yeah 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 so for sure i, I mean they did it they did it because it was funny this isn't a movie that you know you're like oh my god i can't believe that no. that wasn't real I, I i understand it i was just like wow a bus, <laughs> it's a movie you know a bus yeah yeah fair it was a movie fine god it's a movie jeez okay that movie Um, I will keep you here all night. We can only keep them till four. I I will keep keep you here till four. (laughs) (laughs) When he's (laughs) when he says something, and the girl says the wide set vagina, and he goes, "Ah, "I can't do this. I'm done." done. Yeah, you guys. Uh, you guys come on. His role was small, but it was really good. That and the part where where he says, if there's anything you need, and she goes, maybe you should ask when I'm not standing here in a wet see-through t-shirt. And he, just, <laughs> he just straight up looks down, <laughs> stares for three or four seconds, and goes, okay, see you later. He is very underrated, I oh, think. Oh, he is. As I, I love him. There's not much. I mean, I even, I mean, one of my guilty pleasures is the ladies' man. And the ladies' <laughs> man was funny. I mean, look. There most, were some parts of it that... There's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of it that weren't that good, but it definitely I mean it had more because we watched it. We were just sitting around one day. You like you should watch that. I'm like okay, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, it was it had more in it to like than it's not to like. Yeah, but most of those look. It's really hard because we've because we've watched most of them. Superstar and Night at the Roxbury and all them. It's really <laughs> it's really <laughs> hard to make a movie a good movie that's based on a five-minute SNL sketch. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's very few have pulled it off hardcore. And I don't even count the Blues Brothers because the Blues Brothers weren't a skit. They were just an act, and then they made a movie that they starred in. Wayne's World did it. 
Wayne's World pulled it off. Wayne's World pulled it off. But other yeah. than that, there's no I, I there's I can't think of any that are like, wow, that was an excellent, excellent Saturday Night Live spinoff movie. Right. So. <clears throat> right. I, I you know you got to give it for the night at the Roxbury t- too though because I mean there was like you took two ter- two characters that really didn't talk and gave them whole lives and backstories and <laughs> families. And we will we will ambitions. agree to disagree on that one, my dear. <laughs> It had a couple moments that made you laugh, but overall, as a movie, to me, it was... Well, I, I can't remember the name of the actor who played their dad, but he's he's worth it alone for that movie, I think. I mean, yeah, he's good in it, but... Yeah. No. 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 It's not horrible. I just... not. It's not a movie that I would watch over and over. No. Okay. No, it's a guilty pleasure movie. Now and again. Yeah, fair. Now and again. Okay. Um, so, uh. this movie got turned into a musical... It did. It did. Pardon um, me, I'm scratching my ear there. Right. Oops. So, and I just showed you the the Karen solo. Yeah. About being a sexy anything on Halloween. Yes. Uh, <laughs> done done very well, I think. And I think they had to update, obviously. Um, and I think they continue to update. Um, obviously, Broadway is shut down now, but it was still running on Broadway um, when COVID hit. Um, but. Obviously, the three and four way calling got replaced, I think, by texting and FaceTime and, and all that. And, and so I don't know how it's done on stage. But so they, uh, much like Rosalind Wiseman's book, they kind of adjust this story over time through yeah. the Broadway. So it was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Cool. Fun. Yeah. Cool. I could be wrong. It could have been off Broadway, but anyway. I'm not sure, yeah, when it started, but those things seem to run for a long time. They if do. they're good, because you know there's a lot of bad ones out there too. So, yeah, and I think that there's a lot like the the one that um, kind of was going to lose uh, was uh, the the Beetlejuice Broadway play. Um, they actually um, kind of got the marketing right on this, and they they adjusted the ticket pricing so younger audiences could partake of it. Like a lot of these things, like Hamilton and and all the the big big mega hit shows are often like so overpriced that you know normal people can't really go see these these plays when they want to. Um, and I think like the Beetlejuice, the Mean Girls, the Legally Blonde, all that was like trying to capture a new um, demographic for for Broadway shows. So they've done a fairly good job of it. Cool. But, Anyway. Anyway. All right. So, what else you got on the on Mean Girls? I don't really have a whole lot more. Uh, I, I there's not there's not many things to talk about. Mm-hmm. The scene that what the, <laughs> the scene where the dog is attacking Amy Poehler's breast. Oh my god! I <laughs> they actually put a piece of cocktail wiener into her bra oh, yeah. to get the to get the chihuahua to nibble there, <laughs> and um. Katie gets really excited at the dance when she actually recognizes one of the songs being played. Yeah. Uh, that song is Built This Way, which performed and co-written by London-born singer-songwriter and DJ Samantha Ronson. Okay. About four years after Lisa's movie and several years of, of press speculation, Lindsay, Nilahan, and Ronson acknowledged that they were in a romantic relationship. Oh. So that was her girlfriend. She was her girlfriend. Girlfriend. And um, as of present, Rachel McAdams is the only 
cast member that has been nominated for an Academy Award. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Spotlight. Oh yeah, I tried watching I heard that is one. An unbelievably depressing movie. Uh, I watched uh, probably a good half hour into that movie, and yeah. then I had to turn it off. Um, not because I wanted to turn it off, just just time, and I never went back to it. Unfortunately, it's slow. It's a very slow-paced yeah. movie because it's investigate. You know, yeah, you got reporters investigating something. How you know? It's oh, like spotlight. all the president's men. Is that the one? Is that the one about um, the the priest? The priest. Okay, that I'm. I was thinking. I'm thinking Moonlight. No, Moonlight is a totally yes, different yes, movie. Yes. Spot. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> Rachel McAdams would not have been in Moonlight. No. no. Uh, the skirts for the Christmas talent show are made of plastic. Yep. And the designer says that they were made out of material to represent the plastics. To represent the yeah. plastics, yeah. That scene where they're doing the little sexy moves and they do that little thigh slap and the parents are like, ugh. Well, I love... The, the, <laughs> the best part about that scene is Amy Poehler in the aisles doing, doing the... the little yeah. dance with the choreography oh along with her. But the parents of the, the Anna Gastar and... and uh, we're Neil, like... Um, Neil Flynn like, what? What is our daughter doing up there? What just happened? <laughs> Apparently, they hadn't seen Lindsay hang out with Paris Hilton, but uh, I I had a couple of lines in this that I really liked that I um that I pulled out, and I gave a couple of them to you already, just because I was I was very impressed with the writing in this. Um, Katie, and they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. Janice, what does it say about me? Katie, lying because the book describes Janice as a lesbian. You're not in it, Janice. Those bitches. <laughs> Pissed off that she's not in the burn book. Um, and uh, Ms. Norbury, after implying that an elderly biker is her boyfriend, I'm kidding, sometimes older people make jokes too. Damien, my grandma takes her wig off when she's drunk. Ms. Norbury, your grandmother and I have that in common. <laughs> Uh, so that was, that was, uh, I had the other ones I already described. So that was, it was, it was, there was a lot more one-liners in this than I expected. And even the things that are popular, like the fetch and the get in losers and things like that. I didn't, I didn't find those as funny. Boo uh, you whore. Yeah. That, that was a good one. <laughs> there are certain things that you just say that I didn't find them as funny, but they're just apparently become iconic. But there were a lot of a lot of things that were said by the different um, the different characters that cracked me up. Like um, these people, like at the very beginning of the movie, the first scene is Katie and her mom and her dad, and they're d- they're telling her about here's your lunch and here's a dollar. Right, you're expecting to buy, her to be like five yeah, years yeah, old to buy some <laughs> milk. And if you're not sure where to buy milk, ask one of the bigger kids. They should know. She's 16 years old. <laughs> I think she can figure out where to buy the milk. Well, that's. It was just there was a lot of the subtleties that just that absolutely cracked me up. Uh, hey, did you? Hey, how was school? Horrible. Did you meet any nice people? No. Did you make any friends? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Okay. You- well, what's funny about that? There's two. Well, to 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 add on to what you said. First of all, with the parents, like, what's the backstory of these parents? I mean, they had to have gone to high school. They, they would know that you know she's not. Talking to her like a five year old, but okay, I guess that's like the only question that maybe I had for I have questions. Um, but the other thing is, is um, the parents at the end of each day when she came in, um, one of the things that Rosalind Wiseman um, 
has been saying after she did the boy book about um, uh, she had uh, been working with a lot of these these uh, teenagers as part of an advisory council, like they would become part of the advisory council. Um, and you know, she'd do like a recommendation letter for call whatever colleges they wanted to do and stuff like that. So that was the deal. And, um, a lot of the boys would say, Hey, could you, when you're talking to parents, could you tell them like, don't constantly bombard me with questions, you know, when I get in the car or I walk in the door or I do all the, these, these things. And, and that kind of, um, came to mind, about yeah. the movie, like God forbid, uh, the parents actually try and be a part of their children's lives and interact. No, and, it's it's not. It's not. She's saying not do that, but I, she I said, know. imagine like you have had a hell of a day at work, and you come through the door, and your child is asking you constant questions, like, did you ask for the raise? Did you tell that person who was sabotaging you to knock it off? Did you do? You know what I mean? You know when you walk through the door one, how you feel. One solid sh- swift backhand takes care of that shit. <laughs> I think they were just, you know, she's trying to say, have a little empathy, I understand. right? And then no. find another time during the day where, like, <laughs> maybe the end of the night or when you're saying goodnight or something like that to to tell them that you're there for them. Hey, now that you're laid down and you're you're all relaxed and you're going to sleep, let me get you all worked up by asking you about your shitty day again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have a conversation with you. <laughs> I can't talk to this woman. I can't, I can't talk, talk to her. <laughs> um. <laughs> there was just there was like so, there was so many different things that were said in between just even like some of the little snippets where they would have where they would ask somebody something like they'd have the question you see the the different characters would say it was just it was really she it, punched me in the face once it was amazing yeah <laughs> little, little shit like that there was just there was a lot of things in this movie that i i didn't expect i i honestly i I think they might have hurt themselves by not letting everybody know that this was a Saturday Night Live style movie. Right. Because there's a lot of people who didn't watch this because they're like, I'm not going to watch that shit. Mm-hmm. But if they knew that it was right, a lot along the lines of a like an anchorman, right. not that silly, but... It or was, a semi-pro. Yeah. It was packed. Like in the late 90s, you know, when you walked into a bookstore and you knew the female books right away because they had that hot pink color on them and stuff like that. It was kind of marketed that way, right? It was. The, the the poster, the um, you know, the DVD cover and all that stuff has those similar elements well, to it. That was because so can... they were trying to fight breast cancer. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um so that I can see. I can see cuz I felt the same way before I watched this movie. I, I don't know. I can't remember when I first saw it. I think it was just like maybe some night when I was just by myself and it happened to me on Netflix or something and I ended up watching it and, and figuring it out because I'm like, eh, you know, the only thing that really is going to maybe hook you in is okay, Tina Fey did it, so let me let me check it out. So yeah, I I get that. I get that. It was originally supposed to be called Homeschooled. Which wouldn't have I think Mean Girls says it a little better. It's a Probably, little bit more yeah. a little bit more enticing than homeschooled. Homeschooled sounds like it's like nineteen eighty type of a title is, for a movie. <laughs> what does that kid say at the beginning? The little the kid that the 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 the, the redneck kid and you talk about guns. What's he say? <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that way you can fight off such and such and the homosexuals. And the homosexuals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another teen there's, fake. There's your eh, cringy moment. But there's yeah. Your, there's your homeschool. There's your homeschool uh, <laughs> moment right there. That's what you would have had. I, I mean, I, I thought. Uh, I thought the acting was very good. I thought all the characters were 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 fine. I I I I think they were cast well. I think that they were acted well. Even the even the smaller the the smaller roles. I just thought it was a it was a really well done movie. I was I was very I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed watching it. It wasn't there was never a moment where I was like Jesus Christ, when is this going to be over? <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I have I have right. never I haven't felt like that about any of the movies that you've had me watch that you've picked. There have been a couple that I've been like, man, this is this is dragging or come on. But I I this is this was a a lot better than it gets credit for. I will tell you that this this has a stigma about it, like mm. the Notebook does that it's it's undeserved. It really is right. undeserved. Well, I mean. N- and I also think that if you're if you haven't seen it and you're, and you're not 100 percent sure it's about, especially in this day and age, now that because Lindsay Lohan's attached to it and she's got, you know, things obviously went a little off the rails in her life, and and um, so thanks Disney, right? <laughs> <laughs> Disney fucks up another kid. Um, yeah, well. So I, I again, yeah, I I just think it's it's. It's a movie worth seeing, um, at least to maybe understand some of these things that you're seeing out there. In the I agree. Con, so I agree. Yeah. So um, we kind of talked about you know moments of where the suspension of disbelief gets a little wonky, and and how the style of this movie kind of addresses it a little bit. But did you ha- did you have questions? Because I don't really have any not really there's, because there's, of the stylization of some of the, the there's nothing in this, in this movie. movie that makes you go right blah blah blah. I mean it's. There's nothing uh, outrageous. There's nothing far fetched. I mean, getting right. hit by the bus, okay, but that was strictly just for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to, if you want to have a, I have questions. She gets hit by a bus, mm-hmm. goes through physical therapy, and is back walking and at the dance in like two and a half days. <laughs> Seriously, because when she gets hit by the bus, they've already nominated who's going to be the queen, right, to, to vote for the queen. So all of that happens, and she's back. It, right, uh, just in time. So, she, <laughs> no. Uh, other than that, I I don't have any. <laughs> the, I don't yeah, have any I mean, my only my only one was really more of a um, you know, it's like the way that they build the characters because you know at the end in the in the um, the dance scene, um, you have um, Lindsay Lohan's character Katie apologizing to Janice, but Janice doesn't really apologize back. Like she doesn't really claim any part of this even though she yeah because she says are we are we still friends and she says are you still an asshole right right and you're like um are you you yeah, yeah. You, you literally made me do this you, this whole thing and is then your you outed me fault. yeah and you outed me because you were upset and you, yeah i mean i would have liked to see janice kind of take a little bit of responsibility for this and they're still hanging out at the end it was cool to see that they had these some of the other girls in in their group in their friend group and you've got Karen like braiding the hair of the girl in the wheelchair and all that so that was cool but you know some friends are like that and you gotta have to but you when know, you, I you know whether or not you want to keep them in your life I don't know I mean but there there are dynamics and friendships that are like that but it bothered me it bothered me that she did not claim any responsibility for the shit that she caused when you get right down to it that movie is one hundred percent her fault 
Yeah. It, everything that happened, everything that happened is her fault because she's the one who says, oh, well, now that you had lunch with him, we can... Let's spy can, on him. You can be a double yeah. agent. I'll be China. <laughs> They'll be... Yeah. Do you have a pink shirt? No. Are you still... Yes. Are you, are you, still, are you still an asshole? <laughs> it's like, um, damn. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you go to school here? No. Just just leave. I just have a lot of feelings. Yeah, just leave. She, and Tina Fey's like, just just leave. Like, we're having this discussion where we're all inclusive and everything. Oh, you don't go here? Get the fuck out. Oh, you're sad? I don't care. <laughs> I got too much to deal with today. Right? Sorry, honey. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I can do box office if you want. Okay. Had a $17 million budget. Um, opening weekend, it made $24 million. Uh, it made 86 million domestic. It actually it made 130 uh, worldwide, but 86 million domestic, which is ironic. It's not ironic, but it finished. Uh, it finished 2004 at number 26. <laughs> Hold on, there was one that I wanted. It made less money than Van Helsing. <laughs> Van Helsing made 120 Why? million dollars. I I don't know. It came in just under uh, Along Came Polly and Starsky and Hutch, which is funny because Ben Stiller and both of them. Right. And it beat out, believe it or not, it beat out Anchorman. Did beat out Anchorman? It beat did out it beat Anch- out the Notebook. It beat out Anchorman by about a million bucks. It did beat the Notebook. The Notebook was number. Uh, damn, look at you. It beat uh number thirty two at eighty one million. So it made about five million dollars more than the Notebook. I can't believe Van Helsing made more. I watched five. I, I, I watched him. I think it was like five minutes into that movie. Mm-hmm. I had to turn it off. Just bad. Bad. It, it it's not a good movie. I was really looking forward to that movie too because I'm like, oh, Hugh Jack it was Hugh Jackman, right? Uh-huh. Ooh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, this is going to be good. And uh, it's not a good movie, but I can understand why it made money. Yeah, I, there's a lot of drivel out there that's worse than Van Helsing that makes more money. So no, Van Helsing was not a good movie, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's what it made. 2004, it was number 30. It was number 26. Number 26 on the countdown this week at number 25. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, let's do our three favorite moments. Okay. You, you go first. Uh, I gotta go first. Okay. Um, I don't know if the moments are necessarily the, what I want to describe them, and they're probably um, the, obviously you go Glen Coco. That was right funny. Be- because it's an improvised thing. Um, in the scene where all hell after all hell breaks loose because of the burn book pages, and they um, get everybody, all the girls into the um, gymnasium, and you know, got the Tina Fey character Miss Norberry trying to. Um, get people to understand that bullying is not is is pretty much universal but when she said how many of you feel personally victimized by regina george and you've got everybody all the girls in the the stands raising their hand and then you turn her and then oh slowly all the faculty and the staff and then you like get this last one where you know tim meadows puts up his hand is it doesn't one of the teachers put up both her hands oh Maybe I can't remember. I, I want to say that they did, but <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Um, Lacey Chabert does a really good job as um, as Gretchen as she's getting more and more unhinged because she's feeling um, the brunt of Regina's 
um, meanness. Um, so it starts with the whole thing about, you know, Brutus is just as popular as Caesar. Brutus, you know what I mean? She starts freaking out. But that whole, you can't sit with us, is just seared into my mind. So those are the three. Okay. Uh, I liked the, the, the number three is the scene where they're in the classroom and they have relieved Miss Norbury because she has been accused of being a drug dealer. Right. And Tim Meadows goes, has she ever asked you if you want to buy a marijuana tablet? And one of the kids goes, what's a marijuana tablet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then followed up by the by the little bit later when um, Katie walks up to her desk to give her her test. And she goes, oh, oh what are you here to buy some meth? <laughs> I, I don't think she says meth, but she says something. Yeah. Um, I absolutely loved the part where Damien throws the shoe at the kid in the front row. That was so funny because he's up there singing this song about redemption, about how I'm this wonderful yeah, person and I'm beautiful. a good person and you don't see me as a good person and oh, fuck you. Here's your shoe back, you son of a bitch. You know what? He has shades of early Dan Levy or Levy um, in his David character in Schitt's Creek. That's like they're almost almost the same person so i could see david, fair, fair david from schitt's creek doing that fair <laughs> enough and I, I i really i don't know why because there's all sorts of wrong throughout this scene the scene where you first where katie first goes to school and you've got tim meadows and tina fey and and katie and they're introducing her to class and he looks at the black girl and says here she's from africa and she's like i'm from De- I'm, I'm, I'm from detroit or something doesn't right. she say or something he goes oh i'm sorry <laughs> that whole dialogue yeah. between how oh yeah she she just walks in the first day is like oh yeah my husband left me and blah 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 blah, blah. and you're like god damn this this class is <laughs> fucked up. The principal's staring at the teacher's breasts and you're insulting the black girl and profiling. And I'm like, oh my God, you said her name wrong. And then you make fun of your sister. Yeah, you I, just, there was, yeah. I, that that scene actually kind of set the tone for me that I said, okay, this this movie might have significantly more potential than I gave it. Mm-hmm. The um, I think the runner-up scene is anytime you see, um, now is it is the coach, here's what I don't, I don't remember. The coach that is doing the health class, is that the same coach that was having the... Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. But when you say... That was the irony. Yeah. You don't don't have sex because you'll get pregnant and die, or don't have sex, you'll get syphilis and die. Herpes and die, I think he yeah. said once. Yeah. Oh. But. <laughs> that was... Didn't they say... After after all the shit went down, where he hit the fire alarm and all that stuff, didn't he say something along the lines of uh, "Step away"? From- you no, know, Miss Miss Norbury, Miss Norbury has been you know uh, relieved as of right now because we think she's a drug dealer and the nobody's seen Coach something something for yeah. two weeks or something like. Didn't yeah. they? Don't they say something? Okay. Yeah. All right. The dialogue in the party scene where. Janice and uh, Damien find out that they did that she didn't invite them. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, that she didn't go to she didn't go to the art show. Right. That dialogue exchange. I I have a curfew. I cannot slow down. <laughs> that, that whole that uh, that was pretty that was pretty funny too. So yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So um, would you watch this movie again? Oh, I'm losing my voice here. I think I probably would. Yeah. I don't think it would be a movie that I would put on like you know like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm working at the table the other day just because I wanted to see it again. I put on Revenge of the Sith. Right. I don't think I'd put it on that direction. But like, if someone's like, "Hey, you want to watch Mean Girls?" Yeah, I'll watch that. Or 
if somebody asked me, should I watch Mean Girls, I would probably tell them yes. Okay. If it was on in the background, I wouldn't turn it off. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So I guess I have a question for you. Ooh, what question do you have for me? <laughs> um. Should I dye my hair? No. Um, yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. Uh, what do you, What is your selection for me? So I'm gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna make a connection here, Ooh. and we'll see if you catch the connection. All right. You had me watch Mean Girls. Okay. So I'm Bad gonna, Boys. I'm gonna have you watch Bad Boys. <laughs> they are Merry almost, Christmas. They are almost the same identical movie. None for you. Rich what do you want me to pick a Christmas? I, so I no, tried. To, I, mean, I tried to find a almost Christmas movie. the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I tried to find a Christmas movie uh, right. that I thought you that I you might might like, and I can't come up with something that we haven't already seen together because right. we watch so many Christmas movies, and I you and know, I know that you've seen Jingle all the way. So yeah. What kills me is I think was it was I on Amazon Prime the other day because I you've been very 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 busy lately and normally we watch a lot of Christmas movies together because I love a lot of the older mm-hmm. Christmas movies and stuff like that we just have not had the time this year because you've been so busy yeah so get, I've been, getting home at ten o'clock at night yeah. doesn't doesn't help so I've been trying to find alternate stuff to watch while we've been waiting to watch our standards and mm-hmm. I went on Amazon Prime the other day and they said like holiday viewing right. So you're flipping through and you're seeing like a lot of these really garbage, like hallmarky type of just garbage holly date movies and stuff like that. So I'm flipping and flipping and flipping through and I'm going, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, Expendables 3. <laughs> <laughs> what? How? <laughs> Expendables 3 was in the list. Um, a simple to... favor was in the list. I mean, the, I understand, like uh, Santa Jaws, I get. You know, or what was the other one? The one with the killer turkey. Um, yeah, we got to this 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 COVID crap has got to end because we need to get together with Sarah because there's a lot of B movies I'd love to be able to put on our list. I can't remember the, if there's a scene in Expendables where there's a Christmas tree or not. I, d- I don't know if like I'm like, who came up with this algorithm? Is it like it had a December release? Is is that I, I who knows? But I'm like, there's a lot a couple of things I was like, because a simple favor is like Blake Lively and what's her name from Pitch Perfect. And it's all about, you know, like this woman that gets sucked into this manipulative woman's life and the murder or fake murder or something. I don't I haven't watched the whole well, thing, but it's a pretty big part of Christmas now. Right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, Maybe. Yeah. Okay. But so it's just strange little algorithm. Strange. Yeah. But like none of the like, not much. On Hulu or Netflix or anything like that, from a holiday standpoint, the movies have all been just like almost Hallmark level. Well, when you Christmas get right- movie bad, sorry if you like Hallmark Christmas movies, you 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 have every right to. You've got your taste, but not for me. When you get right down to it, what was the last original good Christmas movie that was released? Elf. Yeah, it'd be Elf. And what was that? Two thousand. Four two thousand six, it was a while ago. I mean, they have movies that come out, but like, I mean, the the Grinch movie, okay, uh, okay. I mean, the, it, the it was cute, but right. it was but it was the Grinch. It was just, hey, let's take this and repackage yeah. it and repurpose it a little bit. Let's add a buffalo deer and <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Illumination one? Yeah, that was kind of cute. I no, mean, it, was, it was it was cute and it's worth watching and I understand why they made it, but it wasn't it wasn't an original movie. Elf was original, you know. Right. Christmas Vacation was original. 
Um, I'm trying to think of of some of some others off the top of my head, top of my head, but there's there hasn't been the Christmas movies that get released are well we've got an extra twenty five dollars that we have right. to spend or we don't get it next year. Let's make a my, Christmas movie. The last the last movie that I think I saw came out that was more holiday themed was the one with the the woman who played uh, Khaleesi in in Game of Thrones. It it didn't look good. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. I mean, they had Love Actually. I don't think that's a Christmas movie, and I think that if you like that movie, you have severe problems. Like, um, the only, the only story that is worth watching in Love Actually is the one between. Um, I can't think of the names of the actors. The rock star guy and his manager. The guy that was in um, that played the stepdad in in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. I can't think of his name. Yeah, me either. Yeah, and the guy that was in... Uh, the Hugh Grant storyline wasn't that bad. At least it was mm. like they're decent people. It wasn't like, oh, hey, you're, <laughs> my, got- best, you're my best friend, but I'm going to steal your girl if I can. And, uh, oh, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I'm cheating on you, yeah. and you know I'm cheating yeah. on you, but we're just going to go ahead and go with it because, ah, fuck <laughs> it. Hugh Grant has at least one of the funniest scenes in it where he's like shows up at the, he's looking for the girl and he shows up at the door and the girls are like, are you going to be carol singers? And so he starts singing and his like chauffeur in the back of him starts singing with this really, I don't know, bass voice or baritone voice. And he's like, what the? <laughs> yeah, that, that movie was is garbage. Hot, yeah. hot garbage. I don't know why it's yeah. so popular. But they, but it's not, It's it's even though it's a, a time of year where there are all of these movies that people watch, and we can just throw a few of them out there. A Miracle on 34th Street and Christmas Vacation and, you know, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles counts because it's in there. Christmas and, in Connecticut. And Christmas in Connecticut. The, the, the iconic, It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas, all these, it just doesn't, they don't come out. There's no, there's no new ones anymore. Right. I mean, and the ones that they do put out that are popular, like, okay, I like Jingle All the Way. Right. It is not a good movie it's it's not it's not a good movie but there are moments in it that crack me up right sinbad makes that movie and of course it's got arnold in it but it's not it's even though it was a popular christmas movie i would not look at somebody and go oh you haven't seen jingle all the way you got to watch that i would be i i tell them "Eh." i mean it's what you expect (laughs) i watched that hulu movie with um uh uh, kristen stewart and aubrey plaza and, and dan levy and um Mary Steenburgen, the one with uh, the girl goes home yeah. for Christmas, yeah. but she can't, like, she has to hide the fact that, you know, she's in a lesbian couple and all, all that stuff. It was, um, it was serviceable, but, you know, it was, I wouldn't gotcha. put it on my rewatch list, so. So we will watch the Christmas classic Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Christmas classic. It's a, hey, hey, you can watch it at Christmas. <laughs> no one said you couldn't. <laughs> You, you can watch Halloween at Christmas. Um, and we probably should since we didn't get to watch it this year. We really didn't. We make it do, really, been really, really didn't. And we still don't um, have to try to figure out if we are ever going to record the Friday the 13th with Mike. Uh, we will at some point. Yeah. I, it, it's amazing that you're not allowed to do anything and yet you have no time to do anything. <laughs> you can go to work every day, but you can't, you can't do anything else. You can go to work every day, you can't do anything else, and you still have no time to do anything. So... <sighs> Fuck you, twenty twenty. <laughs> I don't know. That might, it could be that could be part and parcel of, of you podcasting and doing two podcasts. So who knows? Right? Maybe because maybe. You, you do put and, a lot of time in both of these yeah, podcasts and 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 work itself. Work work. You know. Yeah, works. A plus little. we had a, plus we had a month where we I was not home. I was not home for four straight weekends. So 
and we had a trip in there for a funeral. So, yeah, yeah it, we it's we're been cra- it's been crazy, but you know we're getting back into it. We hope you uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, we do. Close us out. All right. So, um, obviously, um, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. Um, you can. Uh, we are on most major uh, places where you're going to find a podcast. Um, if uh, and if you want to see all of our episodes, um, you can go to honey. You should watch this dot uh, we have a, a Twitter and an Instagram feed, um, and the handle is at Honey Watch This. Um, and uh, I'm still not posting on it, so uh, we'll get there. Um, I, I apologize, but I, I've seen seen a few of you pop by, so thank you. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, kind of check out what's going on and uh, learn more about the little beast that you see popping through if you're watching the video or you hear us yelling at um you it's, you can look at my instagram feed which is um, marketing underscore angel and greg has another podcast um if you want to listen to him rant and rave with a friend of his it's not ranting and raving it's ranting and raving well it she's she's a girl she doesn't understand oh. <laughs> <laughs> i think i it's, understand more than you think it's called <laughs> it's called top five for fighting and we just discuss pop culture stuff music and movies and comic books and it's it's kind of billed as guy oriented, but it's not just things guys like. It's it's more, uh, it's, you know, TVs and stuff. TV and stuff. Like TVs. That. <laughs> T- TV, not TVs. We but, talk about the TVs in and of themselves, yeah. not necessarily yeah, what's yeah. on the TVs. Give, give it. I mean, if you enjoy us, you might enjoy that. Give us give us a try. We're a little more blue there, but um, you know, a lot more blue. <laughs> we're a lot more blue there, <laughs> but we're we're not mean very often. Only like once a minute. So. <laughs> that's all you can check that out at top five for fighting.com uh we right. do have videos up on youtube uh we right. will be having videos up on youtube for us if you prefer to watch it instead of listening to it yeah, that way you can you see my um face yeah you probably, you're probably <laughs> going to want to put a piece of cardboard up over that section no, of the screen no for qualifiers my face. just face yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this face and that's it. obviously the, the cats. Yes. Yeah, so um and if you are listening on uh Apple podcast um and you like what you hear, just kind of give us a rate and review. It helps other people find us. And uh, so we'll see you next week for Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What are what we going to do? What are we going to do? Bye.